Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am joined today by the absolutely stunning and delightful Lauren Wallet. Uh, welcome, Lauren. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> absolutely. Um, you are you are just quite an enigma to me. You're like this like burst of sunshine, but then there's also this very clear um transmission of darkness and approval for the darkness, um, which I think is why I was just so uh so drawn to you, like the minute that I that I met you. So um thank you so much for being here. Pleasure. And I love that you said that a transmission of the darkness, that's just so great. Because I think that like true light really can only come out of darkness or it's exaggerated or like it's more obvious when it's from that. Um, and yeah, permission to embrace our darkness, I think is everything. If we are going to access the realm of like true light, true luminous quality. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was already, I'm already, I'm like, oh, exciting times. We can talk about the darkness. <laughs> yes. Well, um, and, the, and for those of you who have been, you know, my listeners for a while, you know, I'm a dark bitch some of the time. So, um, so we will get into that. Um, but to just let you all in on, um, on who Lauren is, uh, in the world. Um, so she's from South Africa originally, and, um, she's been in California for four, almost four years, right? Yeah. Amazing. Um, and she's the author of Bi uh, Business Reimagined. Um, she calls herself a serial entrepreneur, um, and is an NBC coach. Um, and I, uh, so all of that is lovely. And I got to just tell you all the, about the night that I met Lauren for the first time, uh, which is the thing that just had me say, oh, I just, I think I need to have her on my podcast. So I was in, um, Hermosa beach, hanging out with a friend, my friend Paige. And, uh, she was like, oh, there's this candle party thing. Like, you know, um, maybe we should like stop by. We were just walking around and, and it just sort of was serendipitous. And I'm thinking like a candle party, like, is this like a, like one of those weird Tupperware parties from the eighties? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, Paige is so magical. I so trust her. She's like, no, I, pr I promise like, you're just going to love this. I was like, okay, all right, let's just go to this pop-up candle party. And, um, and so we walk in and this is in, you know, in Lauren's home and she, um, I just remember the feeling of walking into that room and I just, in my body, I just felt like the pure magic of the whole thing. 
I was like, I don't even know what's happening here, but I am so, I am so sensitive to energy and I see it and I feel it. And it's like, it's the thing that it's the guiding force of my life. And so I just felt the energy there. And I was like, all right, okay. Like I am here. I am here for it. Um, and, um, and then Lauren comes out and is, um, just sharing about her, these magical candles that she makes. And, um, I remember you said, um, you were talking about the Lilith candle and, what you said about it, I was like, this is just the most brilliant thing ever to like bring <laughs> in your ideal clients just efforts effortlessly, right? Not from like a, sort of any sort of like scarcity or a ploy or trying to fix something, right? But just you said, I don't, I forget the language you said, but basically like if you don't want your life to like completely, um, what did you say? Like, I don't know if transform was the right word, but basically if you don't want to go deeply down the left hand, dark feminine path, do not get this candle. <laughs> yeah. Don't get the candle. Like it was, a, it was a warning out of kindness. Like yeah. I've got so many candles I've made that are for people, like different <laughs> ones, sexy candles, great scents. Yeah. Don't get this one, but I had to make those for me, and so I had them on to on nothing to the left. And the yeah. moment I said don't get it, suddenly everyone's like, "That's the candle," and I'm like, "I mean, don't, don't, okay." But it, <laughs> yeah, it works really well. It's almost like an anti sales technique, yeah. which was not what it was intended for. It was literally right. a warning, like be careful yeah. with magic because if you don't know what you're doing, your life can radically change, and it can yeah. take you by surprise and sweep you off your feet. And I'm all about that. Like I am, right. but it's a different yeah. kind of life that I've chosen to live. So I do oh. like to give warning, you know, this is what this oh. is. Oh my gosh. And I just, you know, I, I heard that and I was like, okay, I need this candle. And it has been so, this candle has been so amazing. You know, I mean, I can just like feel the energy of her. And I, all I feel like I'm like, um, like I'm like serving her in a way and then serving myself through her. Beautiful. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, so in any case, uh, that, that is, uh, I, I saw the way that you created this business through magic. And that is just so what I stand for in the world. Um, and so that's for, for all of my listeners, that is why I just had to bring Lauren on the show. Um, cause I'm like, what else, uh, that, you know, this is, this is all I know about you, but that is like, you know, I feel like I know everything about you just from that one little thing. Yeah. And it, that's, it's such a good example because it's such a tiny moment mm -hmm. it, yeah. is that in, so in my business book, which is love, play, magic. That's mm -hmm. those are the ingredients to reimagine business, but the magic comes when the love from your heart is shared in a play space with others. Mm -hmm. So the love is what I can bring. The space is what mm -hmm. I can hold, but that's inclusive. But that combination of love and play creates magic, which sets you up mm -hmm. for exponential growth. And then something as simple as whether it is literally a candle that you've made, or mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a course or a program or one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. mentorship, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's that magical space. And then it just depends on you get to choose choose that vehicle. Is it a product? Is it a service? Like, how do I deliver this? But you're creating mm. the magic of that interdependence between two people um, feeding mm. off each other and like making more from, 
what you know that my favorite saying the whole is greater than the sum of its parts like that's what magic is and that's what happens when you bring energy together oh yeah let's just really slow down on that the whole is greater than the parts and yeah that's aristotle magic is Yeah, that, so that's the spell. If you think of like that cauldron and putting in the ingredients and then something is transmuted that isn't what it was before, you can no longer separate those ingredients out because it's mm-hmm. become something different. And that is the magic mm-hmm. of, of working with others. And I think that's that transmutation that happens within coaching or business mentorship or with yeah, just really um, soulful services. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. That's just so, um, that's so beautifully said. And I think it's the thing that, uh, most coaches want, but they're trying to get to it from a strategy. Yeah. And this is something which like irks me a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. is just, it's just these traditional marketing tricks that we've all been trapped by, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, poke at the client's pain points and tell them you see how they're struggling and show them how you used to be wretched like them. And now, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but all it is, is creating this, um, this pity party and then this pedestal. And it's like, I can help you. It's not unlocking someone's latent magic that they have inside themselves. It's not going, I see you. I feel this. I know you've got like fire and you like I do. Mm-hmm. And together we can, we can be more. It's mm-hmm. this, it's this, it's this very masculine patriarchal, um, oppressive way. Right. I'll help you. You poor suffering person. You need me to help you. We don't need anyone to help us. It's just <laughs> more fun being on the journey together. So when mm-hmm. you're meeting someone where they're at and being like, I see the brilliance in you and I see the fear and the darkness same me too but let's step out and embark on where you want to go like together um because Mm. we're all going to we're all going to different places even if the feelings that we want are the same so then it starts to create like community over competition and coven and union and again magic of interdependence knowing Mm. that we're not going to be taking anything from anyone we're just contributing to the collective and it is greater together so it's like, it's just that different approach, which makes things feel so much more calm and effortless because you don't then have to strategize and compete and dominate or hustle or all the strange tricks that have really just kept us very small. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The thing, you know, that I've just like gotten so present to in my business lately is how much of a, like, this is such a long game. Totally. <laughs> And I want to compare myself to this person or that person or whatever. And it's like, no, if I just slow down enough to feel the energy that wants to come through me and honor that, I can just actually have a pleasurable experience all the time. Yeah. And know that one of the best things for me, which I've had to really realize is I'm not for everyone. And everyone is not for me. And I don't know what's best for everyone. So Mm -hmm. I can show up as myself and attract the people who resonate and be an incredible Mm -hmm. catalyst for them. But I'm not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm not trying to convince everyone, no, I'm for you. You don't realize how good I am and I can change you. When I'm like, look, maybe I can't, maybe, maybe, you know, what's best for you. Then then I can just allow that magnetic attraction of someone going, oh, I want this instead of me trying to force them and to explain why they need it. Because maybe Mm -hmm. some people don't actually need to change. 
you know, like not every, not everyone wants to, not everyone. It's like it's, most, you know, yeah, yeah, most people actually, I think, they don't fall want into to. this category. <laughs> and so it's like, well, then let them be, let them be. But the work that we can do for people who are seekers. Mm-hmm. is transformative but a person who is blind and not even looking of course you mm-hmm. can't make them go on the whole journey when right. it's so treacherous as it is so mm-hmm. yeah I think just allowing people to come rather than going to find them is already mm-hmm. a position of power to be in oh, yes <laughs> it is just yeah as I step into this more and more and more in my business it's like gosh it just feels so good yeah yeah and and that vibe of like this feels comfortable it feels easy it feels relaxed that's how we want our clients to feel also whether it's life coaching or business coaching you also want them to have that grace and that ease that effortlessness Mm -hmm. that it's not just that they have to somehow get it right or there's something they're doing wrong that they need to change that then they can yeah get everything it's like no just stepping more into accepting of who you are and how you are and Mm -hmm. working within your rhythms and just yeah, it's just nothing is nothing is as we were taught it was. So those rules just don't apply. And the more we can let go of that, the easier everything gets. Oh, yes. That is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh my gosh. Okay. I have so, I'm just, wow. I'm so, uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, I feel so um, sort of aligned and activated right now. I can just like feel the all these little threads with you. Um, so actually, I want to just like take a step back for a moment. Um, you are a witch. How did you like start coming into this and seeing this and knowing yourself um, on this path of darkness? It was in 2017 that it really like, I really went full witch mode. So it was just before (laughs) I moved to America Uh and um, I had a content uh, marketing agency. It was very successful. I had some of my biggest clients to date that were like international conglomerates. So in America, you would know Heinz tomato sauce. Oh, and yeah. peanuts and miracle yeah. whip and those are like american brands yeah. and my agency was doing great except i was super miserable it was before me too had happened so uh, a lot of you know just sexual innuendo and being treated with full disrespect because i was a woman who ran a marketing agency it was basically the equivalent of like being treated mm-hmm. like a prostitute it was very frustrating yeah. And I was starting to feel burned up by rage, rage against the patriarch, against being um, not being able to fully express myself, always being sexualized um, and that being used against me because I am very confident sexually, but I felt that the more out there I was like being comfortable in being a woman, the more angry it would make certain men when they couldn't possess me or have me. It's like mm-hmm. being free doesn't mean available. <laughs> it just means like free. So. <laughs> I was experiencing a lot of this uh, internal like uh, battle and I decided to go back to my art. I was like, I've been in, I've been too business focused for too long. And I created this movement of women's expression called Rebella, which means beautiful rebel. And I mapped out the seven phases of the heroine's journey, which we go through into accepting our full ever-changing nature. And stage five was witch. 
And I knew that when I was writing this out, that I was in that witch phase. I was in the burn down of my life. I was burning down mm-hmm. everything I knew so that only the essential remained. It was very chaotic. I didn't know where I was going next. I had no idea that actually I was about to get on a plane and never even come back to my country and leave behind my home, my car, my family, my business. I had no idea. But all I knew was that I was like, my life is burning and my life is in flames and I need to dance in the fire. And this is activating my magic, my witchiness. Mm. And it's all the parts of me that I've been afraid to deal with. I was moving from Lilith. So the phase before Lilith, uh, the phase before which is Lilith. So embracing my like sexual nature and my desire for freedom and um, all of that into moving into deep magic. So I've always written a lot and writing out these phases really helped. And then I literally found a witch school and I started going to witch school on Tuesday nights and learning about tarot and crystals and astro travel. And um, oh like, I was like, I'm going to take this seriously. And it was still so strange. South Africa is very conservative and I wasn't out the closet witch yet. I was just dabbling. It was more invoking a lot of Lilith, working with, you know, spell candles and that kind of stuff. And then Mm -hmm. really from America, I just settled in far more to being like, there's no denying what this is. Like I'm a witch and Mm -hmm. moving to Hermosa to live by the woods and by the green belt. So it feels like my enchanted little woods by the ocean. I live alone. I live a life of magic where I paint and I grow plants and it's very peaceful and I write fairy tales and I've chosen to live a solitary life like alone. It's like I'm a witch in the woods. That was a very (laughs) conscious choice. Um, And it's a life of freedom. You know, I've walked away from a lot of traditional structures. I was married. I I walked away from marriage. I haven't like dated anyone in over a year. I've decided to live a very alternative existence Mm -hmm. and really um, harness that energy of magic to make anything that I want. To just create and create. And so, yeah, so that's, it's really been a, a spiritual journey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to the light and to the dark. Wow. Wow. There is so much there. And you know, the thing, um, the thing that I just want to, that I'm so struck by that I want to call out is the, your devotion to following the thread of truth. I mean, most people just are terrified of burning things down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, that's true. That's why I think I've got witch nature. Like, I think I've got like dragon blood witch nature. Like, I like it. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's very thrilling for me. It's very exciting, and it's not for the faint of heart. And it really isn't for everyone. And I get right. that. This is this is. It can be a very lonely path. It can be completely devastating. I can feel at times totally isolated, hopeless. Um, confused, all the, like being in that churn, sometimes it can feel like being inside a heartbeat, mm-hmm. being pummeled by that heartbeat, like being in the chrysalis where I'm like, what is happening? But it's, it's, it's true. It's more real for me than, than clinging to some semblance of security when I don't believe that it's even really there. So I can create an illusionary life and I really have done that before. I know how to make things look beautiful and set the scene and have all the things in place, but it feels empty. So I'd rather be in the emptiness and feel that and be in that Mm -hmm. void and that abyss. And from that space, create something which feels very rooted and grounded and magical. Mm -hmm. So because within this, like within this loss, or this devastation, there is absolute delight like I've never known. And there is magic mm. and wonder and enchantment and romance and beauty and like joy and like all this stuff. But like, it takes, yo, burning yeah. it all down. Like, are you, are you prepared to sacrifice everything you know 
for mm-hmm. something that you don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like that can sound crazy. And I think there's a very fine line between magic and madness. So a lot of people are can be nervous because they don't want to slip into complete madness. Because mm. it would sound it would sound these things sound crazy. I'm glad that I've just followed that, like you said, the thread yeah. of truth. It let it pulled me through, but I didn't know where it was taking me. Right. That so is, that is that is a bit odd. Right. Yeah, I really appreciate this distinguishing magic versus madness. Because I think sometimes, you know, when I talk to women and and I'm honest with them about what it's going to take for them to follow a feminine path, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I literally, I don't know what's going to happen. You say you want that thing, but once we start going down this path, we do not know what's going to happen to that thing that you thought you wanted. It's probably not actually the thing that you want you know? (laughs) And so I'm, and I'm like, I, I don't have the answers. I have no idea. Um, and, and there's so much fear out there, you know, because it's, it's just, it is the great, um, unknown. And because we've been so conditioned to what keeps us safe. And so much of that is patriarchal and male, like a man is a financial plan. A man is a symbol of success. Partnership is the most important thing for a woman. Mm -hmm. Reading, having children. So many of these things that we think we want are things that we've been taught to want. So when it's like, well, what if I don't want that? It's almost like for me, it was like, oh, like tweaking, like, no, no, no. Obviously it's that. Obviously it's that. Like, no, it can't be another way. What, who wants to be a strange woman living alone and like like who wants to be an evil scary weirdo witch like but it's like well that's it's not what it is but right. we don't have a lot of stories or symbols or myths of of women choosing to live alternative lives there's really the mm-hmm. princess um or I guess the witch and the princess has been far more appealing to little girls than being the creepy right. old witch so it's about rewriting the narrative to find the beauty mm-hmm. and and the magic in yeah. And so I, I would relate in terms of archetypes, I would relate more to which, but actually I relate to creatrix and many other things, not just which, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, just if we get to rewrite our narratives to realize that it's not just about this um, patriarchal prisoner or princess. Right. Mm-hmm. There are so many, so many options. Yeah. Hmm. And there was a thing for me, especially with being a writer, um, this may sound like an extreme idea, but I think of this a lot of, of being like, yeah, this being this princess or being, or being a wife or being a whore. Mm -hmm. Like, are you going to be like someone's good wife, a good woman, or you're going to be like a whore who like uses men Mm -hmm. for money. And with those two extremes, like, you know, Mary, the Virgin and Mary Magdalene, like, like these, these Virgin whore, Madonna complex, all that stuff. But with wife and I was like, Oh no, I'm going to be a writer. So I'm just going to write a whole new thing. Like it's going to be a whole different character. They're not going to be either of those. And when it comes to even being like a woman, it's like, well, Mm -hmm. I more feel like a witch than a woman. I more feel like a multifaceted, ever-changing, shape-shifting creature. So I don't even know about even being just in the limitation of, oh, well, I'm just woman. Mm -hmm. No, like Mm -hmm. there's so much energy. And I love that you're speaking about feminine energy, but it's embracing the feminine, the masculine, the mm-hmm. non-binary energy of just energy, just harnessing yeah. energy through this channel where it doesn't even need to be in the binaries mm-hmm. that we've defined. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. that, it's a culmination, which is what fascinates me of what I do. If I bring in all these parts of me, the shadow and the light and the, all the things, and then that's yeah. where something spectacular can emerge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like just honoring the energy. That's all that it is. 
that yeah. at, at the most basic level, that is what we're doing. We came here to move some energy around and to honor energy. <laughs> yeah, we're just energy, like experiencing <laughs> energy. And it's like, and we've made these strange rules that that's good energy, that's bad. Like, must be happy, can't be sad. It's like, well, yeah. what about what about just being sad for a while? Like, try right. sadness on. Sadness is great. I mean, it's sad. But it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a feeling and like, it's, it's yeah. like, and if you know true sadness, you can really know true, dro- uh, true, true joy. So mm-hmm. I like, I like having that vibrant experience where there are no feelings for me that are off limits. Mm-hmm. Some obviously I prefer, like I prefer euphoria and ecstasy over desperation and loss, but I will yeah. take the desperation and loss because it allows me access to feel the others more deeply. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and for me, you know, I've just really learned to get off on all my desperation and my yearning and my envy and all of these things that are traditionally looked at um, in a patriarchal model as uh, like bad, bad feelings. Um, I've just learned to like, wow, there's something in my soul that just deeply loves these feelings. Yeah, I love rejection. That's like probably my favorite one. It's like, it's my best. Yes. <laughs> Every time it's like, oh my God, I love this. Like it's hard to get sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like sick or bad or it's just, okay, this is part of my human that really likes this feeling. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Until I get bored of it and want to experience something else. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, you and I, we see eye to eye. I I love, I love being rejected so much. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Well, and you know, I'd love for you to speak to how you think about, I'm just going back to what you said about the line between magic and madness, how you think about that. Yeah. I think about it a lot because that was my, that was my biggest fear, maybe like growing up or you know, there's, there are these archetypes that we see of like the crazy homeless woman mm-hmm. alone, abandoned on the streets and just mad out of her head. Mm-hmm. And that's a horrific image for a lot of women. Um, it definitely was for me. I don't want to be abandoned, discarded from society yeah. and outcast, a total freak of nature. And yeah. yet, if you look back at some of the most ancient stories, often that was the truth teller or the gatekeeper or the, the secret holder who mm. was then called called crazy, called outcast, called mad. Even Lilith, beautiful, like that gorgeous archetype of freedom was like, oh, demon woman, baby killer. So sometimes Mm. it's in the context of this has just been warped by society to be demonized or to be told mad. But on the other scale, like there is, we are in a mental illness crisis in the whole world. And there are some people who are very mentally ill and do need extra help and support. Right. And that's terrifying and terrible. So when I was younger, people would be like, you're crazy, Lauren. I thought that was a really good thing until I met cr- crazy and crazy mm. is terrifying. And it's like deeply disturbing and very upsetting. Um, and there is a difference. So I think there's also just nuance there of also just realizing that yeah, some people do need extra support and care and it's not always right. magic. It's sometimes insanity and the spiritual world draws light and darkness toward it. And there's right. a lot of there's a lot of uh, strangeness and insanity that is under the guise of, oh, well, I'm magical or I'm this. Or it's like, no, you, you, need, right. you need to be medicated and you need to be taken care of. Like mm-hmm. this is, pro- so that's yeah. why I just mentioned it. It's like, I'm all witchy. I'm also very practical and I 
I have to function in a third dimension mm-hmm. when we live in a capitalist world and I have to pay my rent, keep my home clean. Like I, I'm a functional person here. Right. So that I'm lucky I can live alone because I'm able to function, but some people can't. So I guess I was just mentioning that of like, yeah, yeah. I know. I so, um, I so appreciate this distinction, you know, because it, it's like, okay, no, you, you actually do need a foundation. We're not saying like, go off and just completely lose yourself and don't live in the real world and, you know, just be airy fairy. Right. It's like, no, actually, yeah. Like you, you do have to be grounded. You are a soul that's chosen to incarnate in a human body. And that comes with all of the responsibility of what it means to be a human. Yeah. And, and there's no point of just wafting around with magic spewing everywhere. Magic is action. It's concentrated choice. It's intentional doings. It's Mm -hmm. very pragmatic. So yeah. a, a, a magical experience, if it's not channeled, is just chaos. And right. even still, like dancing in the chaos, dancing in the flames, yes, tap into that. But then what happens afterwards? So what I realized was with the burn down, if you're going to burn down your life, then only the essential remains. Then it is like what is forged in the fire you keep. And that's like that mm. phoenix rising. You take that magical elixir and you move forward with that. You don't just keep burning, 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 burning. <laughs> like right. there, there has to be a cycle. For this. So there's a movement into the chaos, into the dissolving, and then something is created. And then it's like that life, death, life, death, life, death cycle. Mm. But just to perpetuate chaos for chaos's sake is mental illness and needs attention. That's a different kind of help. Right. So if someone's like, oh, I'm a witch, my life is always chaotic and this happened to me and that happened to me. No, no, no. You need help because that's not that's not the magic that I'm talking about. This is very grounded magic where there are beautiful results that happen. You have a dream to write a book, you write the book. You decide I'm going to start a candle company, you create the candle company. Like it actually works. It's not just it's not just trickery of like, I'm manifesting, I'm putting hexes on people. I'm sitting on my yoga mat, masturbating. No, 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 no. Like right. it's something intense. happens. Yeah. yeah. There's a, re- there's a result. Mm-hmm. Well, and even just going back to your example of like, I'm a witch and this thing just happened to me, right? It's just like, you can hear in that, that is not a woman in her power. Right. It's like being totally at effect to something that's outside of you. And what I hear in what you just shared is like the distinction of, oh, I'm going to intentionally choose this and channel it through my body and move it, like have it support me to move towards desire. Totally toward desire, hundred percent. And there was something you were saying now when you said that about about choosing it there's another there's another side that I want to mention is yeah one is being at effect so letting things happen to you being a victim to it but the other is the society's obsession with being able to manifest and control everything whereas then mm. manifestation can just be control and that's a trick because no one is in control of the universe so anyone who's playing god or playing higher than um the mm. you know the abyss the void thinking that they can somehow control that is just looking for ways to manage a life that feels 
uncontrollable, that they feel powerless in, and that they don't mm-hmm. feel safe in. That's not trusting the divine unfolding. So there's actually, mm-hmm. with magic, is also a deep surrender to the unknown and an mm-hmm. opening and an allowing to go, well, what's going to happen? Let me see. But it's not just, if I say this 10 times, he will call oh me, he God. will call me, he will call me, he will call me. I can, like, you, can't, you can't actually make it happen, but you can be part of the process of mm-hmm. allowing it to go more smoothly. So it's like, I think you know yeah. what I mean, but it's yeah, I know what you mean. vague. Well, yeah. well, and it's, I think it's really um, what you're speaking to is the way that manifestation, that word, the way that it's like, I actually think it is rooted in magic, right? If we look at the purity of it and like feel the energy of it, but in the world, it's sort of been like, like the world has sort of ruined that word in a way. <laughs> Like not, not everyone, I'm not, not pointing fingers at everyone, but just the way that it's thrown around in spiritual circles. It's like, let me manipulate and control the universe to try to get an outcome that I really, really am attached to. A hundred percent. Yeah. It is not manipulation, manifestation, right. it's not control. It's not, right. it's, it's not that it's about, yeah. It's about using what is already available to you, combining those elements or ingredients in a creative way so that something unique is born of it. But it's not changing it. It's like it's adding to it's that it's that initial thing. The whole is greater than some of its parts, but it's not changing the parts. They become something else. Yeah, exactly. When people are like, okay, let me just say this, say this mantra. And it's like, no, you could. And are you really embodying it and honoring the energy of it? You know? And like, I had this one client and she was saying, you know, she's got this business and this is what she wants. And she just needs to get into the headspace that that's what she can do. And I said to her, that may be true and you may get to do that, but you might be here to do something else entirely and you don't even know. There actually may be something greater for you. So we can go on this path and we can go for your goals, but at the same time, remain open that something else may occur here. Something else may develop. And that's the magic. That's the unexpected. I knew that I wanted to create a movement of women's expression, Rebella, and I was going to do this thing and just take a creative sabbatical. And when I came back, I was going to, do an art exhibition. And so mm-hmm. I came to America as part of this process. Yeah. I didn't know that actually my life turned into the creative sabbatical and I never went home. And actually, you know, like Rebella as the project was a lovely philosophy, but it's literally like a couple of lines in my business book. It's not, it wasn't the <laughs> thing. It was part of the journey. It was, mm-hmm. it was my North Star, but it was not the end goal. It was just part of it. So much more is unfolding. So uh-huh. I think it's, it's keeping that in mind where if we have a clear idea of we're manifesting this one thing, it's cutting us off from what's actually available to us, mm. which is usually far greater than we can anticipate because it's beyond our thinking. Mm, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's in the realm of magic. We can't conceptualize of it even. So yeah. we've got to keep open to that. Like, oh, maybe there's something far greater here I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, totally, totally. You know, I'm curious your thoughts on um, how... Like how you follow that voice of like, okay, this thing just wants to come through me in my business. And this feels like a total departure from like what I thought my business was supposed to be. Like, let me, let me see if I can say my question in a clear way. It's sort of like, how do you stay grounded in the real world, but also leave space for like, oh, that random idea that just makes no sense, but I just totally have desire for it. 
Totally. I know exactly what you mean because that was the candles for me. I mean, if you told me I was going to start a random candle company, I'm like, what are you talking? I've never been a candle in my life. Like, I don't, you know, like I'm a business mentor. I like deal with conceptual stuff, not candles. So how how I how I do that is one of my like magical gifts is clear cognizance, which is a deep knowing. And I've had I've had that and I've really sharpened my intuition mm-hmm. to be very aware of that. So everyone's got different clairs of, you know, um, clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance, whatever clair, um, yeah. what's the one with sense? There's all different, there's yeah. eight actually. Yeah. And um, mine comes through as a knowing and they'll often come through as words, specific say, words. Another mm-hmm. way, which is a, a medium for me to channel magic is through writing. So often I've already written something and I look back and I've already said it and then it comes to fruition three years later. So even I'll use candles as an example because it's the most random one that I have. Um, I wrote a poem called An Invitation to the Woman Who Leave just before I left South Africa and I published it in Rebel Society and I didn't know that I was talking to myself. I thought I was talking to the woman, the wild wolf woman rising and this change that was occurring. When I got to America, one of my first um, performances I did was a spoken word poem. It was this poem. Mm -hmm. And in this poem, I literally mentioned, and in the darkness, a celebration around candles your light to light up thousands more. And it was the symbol that I saw of these women and how, you know, one night just lights and then we're ignited how many others we can affect. And I love this poem. And when I wrote the business book, I put the poem in there because it was nothing to do with business, but it was part of my philosophy and my belief and what really got me. It was part of the magic of creating Mm -hmm. business. And as I saw this, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm talking about candles and I've really been wanting to make candles. And it was such Mm -hmm. a thought, I thought, what if I took this information in my business book that is about women who have services businesses, but could I apply this to a product, anything, mm-hmm. a candle, and show in real time how I can just scale a company as I'm as I'm finishing this book? And I was like, okay, push back the launch of the book, start a candle company, do what you say you do in the book, and show people how you do this with anything. Yeah. So I I did that as and it was literally a case. So it was like. It was a strange idea. I didn't it, I didn't mm-hmm. shut it off when it first came to me. It was so mm-hmm. out of the blue. Why didn't you start candles? I was like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Like, that's not something that I do. So I listened. Right. I was curious. I looked back. I realized, oh, I've written a poem about this. This is something. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I followed that feeling, that, 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 that voice that was different to mine because it's not something that I think of. I don't wake up every day thinking about candles. So right. I'd say if something pops in your head that's unexpected, uh-huh. ask questions, get curious, do a bit of investigation. What if I did do that? Or how would that look? Maybe I could this and then start to play. And I realized very quickly, oh, I'm going to try this. And I made sure I put it into action almost immediately. Mm-hmm. So I ordered the supplies and I just dived in and started and nothing stopped me. So I knew it was right mm-hmm. and it happened and it was beautiful and it was easy and it was lovely yeah. and it worked. And I thought, okay, this is a whole new avenue that I never would have considered because it's not something that I do, but it was a beautiful gift and has been yeah, such a uniting thing. I've met such wonderful people from it. It's like, <laughs> it's such a way. And the interesting thing is, Rebella that I mentioned to you in the beginning, the, the whole philosophy of the candles, burn it down candles, is the Rebella philosophy. It's that whole yeah. philosophy, but now with candle lights. So I've made it very oh, practical. Wow. So that's the magic you're feeling. It's imbued mm-hmm. with a lot of that belief. But instead of that belief just being in poems and stories, it's in a product. 
that yeah. people can feel the resonance. So that's how I'd oh. say start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I it now it, it has a home that Rubella has a mm-hmm. home in the candles. So yeah. that's how I've started to listen and just yeah, trusting that inner voice that right. usually is very quiet. So I need a lot of stillness to be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so, I so relate to that. I, uh, I, I am like a fountain of, you know, of creativity. I don't know how much you are into human design, but, um, but I'm manifester. And so I'm just like, I just have all of these, you know, I just I'm like a fountain of ideas, you know? And so I've just, yeah, been in the process of like, okay, which ones am I listening to? Which ones like really sort of linger as I, you know, start to put a little bit of attention on them, you know, and like, I have this dinner coming up at the end of October, um, that I'm calling it the slutty soiree, you Mm. know, and it's just literally, it's just like, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. And, (laughs) and I was telling my business manager about it and she was like, wow, we really need to, um, maybe update your website. (laughs) I'm like, this is not, um, yeah, it, it feels like a, a, a whole new avenue, you know, and it's like, whoa, it's so confronting, but I'm just like, I have to honor this. I feel so clear about that, you know, and it feels very similar to this like candle thing that came out of you where I'm like, I don't know, like dinner parties, like what? I, I think know. it sounds great. And it's like, it seems so left fields, but it actually all ties back in mm-hmm. because it's like, I teach business, you know, yeah. but it's like the more that I speak about which stuff, the more I actually draw the most dynamic business woman to me because they have that same feeling. It's like mm-hmm. the things which connect us to people are usually our edges. Like those, like those hooks are like this mm-hmm. poking out parts. And that's always, always been quite fascinating. So I think, yeah, the slutty dinner party sounds amazing and you don't know what that's going to bring, but it could be really great for, for, for your, your traditional business as well. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I'm like, you know, I think that's like where my business is headed is the honest Mm. truth. Like that feels like such an authentic expression of me, you know? So I'm like, okay, we're just, uh, we're just going with it. And, uh, and then, you know, see whatever, whatever wants to come through. And it's you creating a play space. So like I would know because I'm always checking with things, is this love from my heart and is it including others? And then that's magical. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. So same with the candles. Is this love from my heart? Yes, I'm really loving doing this. And because I'm prolific, I like to create a lot. So I don't want to make one candle. I want to make a hundred. Great. You can make a hundred. How can you share this? What's the most fun way to share it? I could do it online. Yes, I could do mm-hmm. a pop-up coffee shop. Yes, I could do a party with a DJ. Yes, I could. And then I'm like, how do I make this enjoyable for me? And if it's enjoyable for me, it's enjoyable for others. And then the thing does well and it's all just work. So yes, like whatever feels good for you. And it can be it can be nuanced. Like I want yeah. to have a party in my house with a DJ with specific kind of music. Like I, I created that. And it's like, oh, all these cool people showed up and it was a great night, you know, like, right. and, yeah. Yeah. And oh my gosh. And it just, the, I love what you said about just like really making it fun for you. Mm, Fun is like imperative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something I love about the witch vibe. Also, if you see like with witches, it's not serious. There's always like cackling and laughter and delight and and mischievousness and it's very Mm -hmm. playful. So play is my, my core philosophy. I'd say in yeah. life is this is it purpose-driven light-hearted and aligned to you to your heart mm-hmm. so it's 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 bigger than just the thing it's something more so 
what you experienced when you came into my home and that was just my home is yeah. that energy or that environment. I'm very big on creating experiences for people. How does it feel? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all that is, is magnifying my intention for others feeling state into just putting that into everything. So I want people to always feel that it's possible. More is possible. Yeah. So there's a sense of possibilities. I don't quite know, but it feels really good, but anything could happen. And that's a feeling, a state that I want to live in and I want to invite mm-hmm. others into. So everything I do, I try and imbue with that feeling where it's possible and it's easy and it's fun and something, something could happen. <laughs> it's possible and it's easy and it's fun and something could happen. Yeah. That is just... <laughs> I mean, just y'all listen to that. Don't you just want that? Like, it's like, (laughs) I so, uh, I just love this. Hmm. Let me just feel into, uh, we're starting to near the end, but it feels like there's like a few more nuggets (laughs) that, um, that want to come through. You know, I'm curious um, about, so I, you know, I can imagine there's, there's a variety of people who are going to listen to this. Some who are like, oh yes, I'm a witch. I'm on board with this. I get it. Right. And others who might be like, oh, wait, I don't know if I have any magic in my life or in my business. So I would love to speak to those people who are like, okay, this sounds really cool, but it also sounds scary. How do I start integrating this? So if it sounds scary, I'd say you just haven't tapped into your desire enough yet because scary and excitement are very closely linked. So if, if you're feeling anything, something's there. If you're mm-hmm. feeling, if you felt neutral or you, you wouldn't still be listening if there wasn't something. So whether that's scary or excitement, hey. something's calling you, something's pulling. So it's just to explore that and just start to, I would say, set aside everything you think you know about witches, set aside mm-hmm. everything you think you know about magic and be open to the unexpected. What if it wasn't what you thought? What if it was lovely? What if this was an invitation, not a threat? What if this was an opportunity to explore, not something dangerous and evil? What if it was more for you? It wasn't going to take anything from you. This wasn't mm-hmm. this wasn't threatening because it's really not. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that everything is an invitation to discover. To it's it's that thing of just basically going back to fear or love. So looking mm-hmm. at it from that perspective, is this a loving invitation? Yes, it is. I can just tell. I mean, yes, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So. So then you can get curious and and start to wonder. And the minute you're wondering, you're entering the realm of your imagination. And every time fear starts to constrict it and it feels, oh, no, this is scary. This is scary. Just soften into, well, what if it wasn't scary? And then you can think a little bit more. Oh, well, maybe I do notice magic because I love sunrises or I like the moon. Or, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think birds are chirping and I wonder what they're saying. Or I like, and then it's like, okay, that's magic. Like anything in mm-hmm. nature is magic. Um Literally as simple as washing my hands and taking a moment to experience the cool water and feel my hands being cleaned and going, I'm cleansing my hands. Mm. That can be a moment of water magic. Mm -hmm. Sweeping my floor, (laughs) cleaning the energy is like, I'm a house, you know, I'm a house witch. Okay. Beautiful. Watering my plants. I'm a green witch. It's like, I believe that all women are magical and are witchy. I really do. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's just been a word that's been, um, demonized and it's not true. And the truth is lovely and freeing and expansive. So embracing mm. your magic can only be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in all of us. It's just a matter of if you are willing to acknowledge it and play with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not hold that. on too tightly to it. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. I have one more question for you. This is, I, you know, I just do this podcast purely for my own pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know what are some of your favorite and foundational rituals? Uh, my main, my main ritual is coffee, which is like so basic, but uh-huh. I'm obsessed with coffee. Um, uh-huh. I've got a beautiful maker. It's this rose gold maker, mocha master. It's, it's not even, um, espresso coffee, it's drip coffee, mm-hmm. but it's like so beautiful. Um, I do like candles every day. I usually have tons of candles burning. Now I've only got one today, but usually it's multiple candles oh, and coffee. Yeah. I love bubble baths with, um, uh, essential oils and, mm. uh, bath salts in them. Um, planting is very big for me. I have an entire like golden and glass shelf with all different plants that I grow and I tend to those. Um, so I'm a person who really likes, um, mm. it, like things that I can touch and feel. So mm. my, my attachment style has come from a place of disorganized attachment. If you know anything of attachment styles, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I can veer between avoidant or sometimes anxious. So for me, Things like uh, meditation or going into my body haven't always felt the safest. But if I ground myself with like tarot cards or a plant, that's actually very calming for me. So it's like I can Mm. center myself more with something external. And when I realized that, it was very comforting because I always felt there was something wrong that I didn't want to sit and meditate. I do meditate and I do pray, but it doesn't feel as good as I can spend an hour tending to my plants and repotting them and putting mm-hmm. water and because I'm taking care of something and by taking care of something mm-hmm. else, it helps me to also take care of myself. So uh, that's yeah. very good. And I spend a lot of time with dogs and I take dogs for, you know, I like, I'll love to go on walks and the walks outside mm-hmm. and it's easier for me to go, well, the dog needs a walk or the plants need the sun than yeah. sometimes for me. So right. I surround myself yeah. by things that need those things need to be taken care of. Right. Um, and by taking care of things like that, it helps me to stay very grounded. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my rituals are, yeah, right. taking care of the things right. around me. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, uh, I love that. I love that so much. Just the way that you said that, um, cause that, that has really been my, my experience this, like just this past year, even in the pandemic, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, plants. And my, I have a garden and, you know, just all of these, I used to think that I was not good with plants. Mm. I just had this whole story around it, you know? And the truth was I just didn't have good attention. Yeah. And the, like my relationship with plants, honestly, has just deepened exponentially as I've gone into like really being in relationship with my feminine nature. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, those plants that I killed in the past, they were just a reflection of how like I, all the things that I was, you know, doing to my body that weren't that kind. Totally. And <laughs> what I love about the plant thing is like, there's so many plants is something that's very connecting because mm-hmm. a lot of people then I'm following different accounts on TikTok and Instagram of plant people who are like plant moms and plant oh, addicts yeah. and oh, we yeah. talk about our plants and it's such a, it's such a uniting thing where we all can share right. a shared passion. So even right. something is like, like I love coffee. I'm always posting pictures of my coffee because I love it. But then when other people do theirs, I feel connected to them. So it can be these simple mm-hmm. little pleasures that are so 
simple, but can become, as I always think, when you put extra to the ordinary, it becomes extraordinary. Or there yeah. is magic and these very mundane things right. that can become a whole heightened experience. And you are totally deepening your relationship to yourself with how you mm-hmm. care for plants. I relate to that 100%. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Yeah, now I've got yeah. trees. I've got oh I mean, I've my got, yeah. gosh! <laughs> I know. Oh, I just <laughs> I love it so much. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your generosity today. Um, this has been yeah, just so nourishing for me. Oh, thank good. you. Pleasure. It was so lovely. Ah, oh, and um, and I would love for you to share um, just anything that you have coming up um, in your business. You know how you work with people. Anything that you would love for uh, for anybody who's listening, um, who might be interested to know. So my business is called Create Business Academy, and it's a place where you come to create your business. I focus very much on creating scalable packages that work for you so that you're not just selling your time. I'm not in the model where selling your time is the best way. You can create packages that work for you um, in a tiered structure, which means that some are just informational products and then some have actual direct access to you. And this is important to me so that women have their time back to live a creative existence. Mm. So the Create Business Academy is for if you already have a business or you want to start one, then I've got different access points for how you can get involved um, from working one-on-one directly with me as your business mentor, as the premium, to mm-hmm. do-it-yourself courses and classes and a lot of freebies to get you started on your journey. And that's mm. my main business. Um, also, if you're if you're unsure about whether you want a business or not to read my business book, Love, Play, Magic, Business Reimagined, that's available on Amazon, also from our site. That's a good access point. And I'm considering doing something about the art of aliveness and the art of enchantment and reclaiming magic and doing something back toward my initial rebellious stuff. Mm. I'm putting together a coven of 13. I'm thinking about something. So there may be something in the works for Mm -hmm. something more soulful, but for yeah. now, I really focus on women who have, they're really doing shadow integration. They're really on that path. And now they want to make right. money from their magic. They want to yep. actually just put into something. So I'm very action focused. That's my focus. And I may do something expansive yeah. in a little while, but I'd say for the majority of the time, let's get down okay. to business. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, well, thank you so much, Lauren. Um, I, uh, I'm just, yeah, like I said, lit up and I just so appreciate all of your wisdom and witchiness. Yay. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.